Welcome to Big Brave Business. This is a podcast built on the belief that you can create absolutely anything for yourself. Whether it's a dream job or a dream life, it's all possible for you. I'm Amanda Nelson, a virtual assistant and digital marketer. And that's Sarah Heater, podcast producer and strategic consultant. Each week, we will share insights from working with dozens of clients, stories of how we got where we are, and encourage you to see us as your new business besties. So grab a cup of coffee and let's talk being brave in business. Welcome back to Big Brave Business. Hello, Amanda. Hi, Sarah. I'm so happy to see you. How are you? I'm good. I'm so happy to see you in your new house, in your office. Girl, and I am a year older. I am 34 years old. The year is just here. (laughs) My birthday was yesterday, which was very exciting. Yeah, new house. It's crazy. It's just absolutely crazy. So much fun stuff has happened in such a short period of time. I am literally standing in my empty office recording this because I have an office now. It's crazy. There's so much... There's so much room in here. I feel like I'm echoing, but yes. How are you? What's new with you? Um, What's new with me? Nothing. I, um, same old, same old, just plugging away at work. Yeah. I want to touch on your birthday, the birthday girl, because I made a joke to Eric when we got on here that I was going to try to make a crack about like, you look older. And then I was like, she won't get it. And then it won't make her sad. (laughs) I would have gotten it. Um, I listen. My dream goal is to be like Diane Keaton. I just want to be like a fab older lady. So yeah. I'm really embracing the getting older because I think it's I think it's a blessing to be able to get older. But I'm not I'm you know, I'm, I'm not going to say I love it. <laughs> I'm trying very hard to embrace it. But with the new changes in my life with getting a new house and, you know, just with work and how that's going, I just think I have so much to be thankful for. Yeah. Um, So much like hard work is paying off. I feel like three years of like living and like drinking and eating my work and that's all I did. And now it's kind of like, oh, here's a little bit of really good life to balance all that hard work off. It just feels really, really sweet. Like I'm pinching myself and I hope if someone's listening to this and they're in the midst of just uh, overwhelm or, you know, you're underwhelmed by your life, keep going. It gets really, 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 really great. I just feel so thankful. So very, very happy. Yes, I am a year older. I am 34. Which Drew, my beloved husband, reminded me today is just one more step closer. This morning he woke me up. He said, you are one more day closer to being 35. And I was like, I hate you. (laughs) I love to love our 30s. I feel like our 30s are the best chapter so far. But yeah, speaking of chapters, it's like you're in a whole new chapter in general in your life. And I think too, on this podcast, you've shared some insights into your past and, you know, some of the things that you've been through and just thinking about how your life journey has taken you on this path. And now you're here. And I just keep on thinking about the visual that you shared on this podcast before of sharing Cheerios with your dog and Mm. just thinking about where you are now in your beautiful home with your fantastic loving husband and your precious dogs and this office your own dedicated office it's I know it really does feel it feels really surreal I find myself taking little snippets of videos of like 
what some would perceive as dumb moments, um, videos of like <laughs> taking a bubble bath in my big bathtub with my dogs laying right beside me, just like talking to me and, you know, and just, you know, just sweet little moments of sitting on the floor without a couch yet and watching <laughs> TV with my dogs and just remembering where I was not that long ago. Like your life can change so much in yeah. a year or three years or five years. You know, I genuinely thought my life was going to be over at the age of 24. I went through a big life change. I never thought I was going to ever get out of that hole. And it's just good to know that in 10 years, a lot can freaking change. A lot can change. So yes, very thankful and feel, yeah, feel very grateful. I'm just in a really good place. I'm like riding a high right now so much so that I'm like, oh, trying to stay focused on work, but I'm also trying to keep my butt off at Amazon because all I want to do is shop for the house. You know how that feels? <laughs> just yeah. like I get like that around Christmas time too, where I want to shop for Christmas presents and I'm like, oh no, you actually have to be able to pay your bills. So get to work. Oh, well, it's so good to hear you so happy and to see that smile on your face, which of course, if you're listening to the podcast, you can't see it, but I'm sure you can hear it. And I just, um, I love you. And I know that anybody who's been listening to this podcast for a while probably feels that too. So Aww. we're just all in your corner and happy for you. I will say yesterday on my birthday, I had so many people, you were like the very first one to reach out and wish me a happy birthday. And I felt so loved. And I remember not that long ago working in corporate and feeling like the only thing I got was like a $10 gift card to Starbucks and a card from my boss being like, Hey, happy birthday. And that was very nice. And there's nothing wrong with that. But if there you was, even get that, yeah. If you even get that. But there were so many people who reached out and was so loving and so attentive and just so kind to me yesterday. I just, I could not, I kept telling my husband, I'm, I feel so loved. And it wasn't even what people gave me. It was just very kind words and yeah. just, oh my gosh, just oh, so much. So anyways, I'm Good. riding a high. Can't nobody keep me down today. So I'm excited that we're recording when you sent me a text and we're like, hey, we need to record today. I was like, of course we do, because <laughs> it has been an awesome week. Let's keep it going. So I love too that you mentioned these really beautiful relationships that are blossoming and this network of people that you've built around you and just how different it is from your corporate life. And I feel like that that lends itself really well to our topic today. So nice unintentional that segue. That was a great segue, Sarah. Great segue. It was, it's almost you, like you, you do you this for a living. Up. You set me up. Okay. So <laughs> we wanted to talk about collaboration and there's a couple of, of things here, obviously in the spirit of you have this as a, a service provider, you have this book of business of clients who also have businesses and brands. And then you also know other people in business, right? And we've talked on this podcast about all those networking meetings that I did last year. And one thing that I was kind of struggling with because I didn't make the decision going into those meetings is then what, right? Like, how do you keep that? Even if you have great chemistry on a call, like, how do you keep that uh, relationship going and keep building it and find ways to collaborate with people. So in addition to fostering and building those relationships up with current former clients and also outside of your client list, uh, just collaborating in business, we thought that would be a fun topic today. Yeah, I'm really excited to give some tips and maybe some ideas for people who are thinking like, how do I go beyond just providing a service to my client, but also how can I give them even more value? And I think what we're going to share today is added value. I think it just shows that you're thinking of them. 
I had someone tell me once that one of the greatest qualities you can be is a collector of interesting people, whether it's in your friendships or in your relationships that, you know, outside of work, but also in your work. So in, in being a collector of people, it's how do you serve those people, you know, that you have in your back pocket in different facets and niches and services and specialties and personalities. Um, so yeah, I would love to ask you, what is some ways that you collaborate with your clients or give added benefits to what you do for them? That, yeah, that's an interesting framing. I think the very first thing that comes to mind when you mention a collector of interesting people is introducing people to each other. And that's actually how we met. One of our former mutual clients introduced us to each other. And I can't imagine my life or my business without you in it. And that is so wild to me to think that that's that's how that happened. And I've definitely introduced my clients to each other. Sometimes if they mention that they're working on something that I've talked to another client about, or if they are kind of pivoting or doing a new offer and they mention something that reminds me of another client, or when a new person comes into our business, into the PodFox fam, as we call it. And I'm like, I know three people in in our client network already that I need to introduce you to. That's really exciting. And you and I have also shared a lot of clients at this point, current and former, where one of us will introduce our, a client to each other and then we end up sharing and they get to benefit from both of our wonderful businesses. So introducing people to each other is like the first thing that comes to mind. Yeah, I think I have a client situation that comes to mind. One of my clients has a travel agency. And then I have another client who is a, and I think I've mentioned her before on the podcast, but she is a professional sommelier and she teaches wine classes and she does like uh, out of the country excursions for people to teach them about wine, whether it's going to Spain or Italy. And I connected the two of them together because I was like, you guys should be talking. I mean, you're planning trips and you're paying me a lot of money to do research on trips that this person would do for free. Like you guys should know each other. And that's just one instance, but it happens not even when the industries I feel like overlap, but also personality types. There are sometimes I meet clients and I'm like, your energy and your vibe and what you're putting out and what your goals are, are so similar. Perfect example of this was our beloved or is our beloved Katie. Katie reached out to us who is a fan of the show and she wrote me on Instagram and was like, I love the show. I'd love to get to know you more. She and I had a call and I was like, you are a Sarah. You and Sarah are the exact same person. And I connected you guys together because I was like, you two need to talk. And now look at her. She's on the PodFox team and she has her own show. So much can happen when you are open and aware and you kind of have your head out of the sand and you're focusing on the people that are around you. Yeah, totally. I think that that is, that's such a great way. And I recently had a call with somebody who's, I guess I would call her pre-launch. We're going to launch her show, but later this year. And after we've talked a few times in, in 2023, and then we were making a 2024 plan. And in a recent catch-up conversation, after the fact, she has sent me personal introductions to so many people, not people that we talked about, not things that I mentioned to her specifically that I was working on or anything like that. Just uh, like you're saying, hey, 
you are both, you know, similar in this way, or you're both really strong women, or you're both building really big businesses, or you're in similar places. Or I mentioned this thing that you and I talked about on a call with Sarah, and it really resonated with her. And I thought I should just introduce you to the person who told me about that, whatever it is, right? Like all these different things. And I just keep waking up to new introductions from her in my inbox. And I just think it's one of the best ways you can collaborate with clients. What other examples can you think of that you've either done with clients or you've seen your clients do to collaborate with other business owners? Yeah. First, I want to say too, that on your last point, I think it's proof that if you will tell people what you're looking for, whether it's someone that you're trying to collaborate with or even a service that you want to offer or something that interests you, like speak up about it. And what I mean by this, like an example, is I have recently really been trying to get more into copywriting for my clients. I love to write. It's something that I don't do enough and I really enjoy it. And so I've told my clients, hey, if you need copywriting, let me know. I really I really want to take that on. I really want to give it a shot for you. Like, Let me know. And I have had so many opportunities come my way by just telling people like, hey, um, I think I want to do copywriting. So many people have come to me and said, hey, I know somebody, one that needs copywriting services, or let's try to do some copywriting. And that goes to nobody knows what you're trying to accomplish if you don't tell them. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. nobody knows what your goals and hopes and dreams and wants are if you don't share them with the people around you. Like it goes both ways. People can connect can connect you with other people just like you can connect with others. So just putting that out there, like speak up when you want something, speak up. And I love that. And I encourage that with other people. Like, what are your goals? What's something that you want to try to do so that I can keep an eye out for other people who might be beneficial to them. So just that. Yeah. So how I have collaborated with my clients too, is I share the heck out of them on my personal social media and people are so appreciative of it. And I'm, it, it always surprises me because I'm like, I'm, proud of what you're doing. I'm proud to have you as a client. I, in some very small way, have had a little baby part in what you're doing and I'm proud of it, you know, but also I want my clients to feel like I'm not just half-heartedly invested in what they're doing. So what made me think about this is a client of mine, again, she is um, a travel agent. She hosts cooking classes live from Sicily and Italy. And Mm. I supported her and was posting about it on my social media. And she wrote me and was like, you have no idea how much this means to me that Mm. you would share. And I was like, of course I would. Not only did I do the branding on it, but I really am excited about attending. You know what I mean? And I think it's such a small thing to click two buttons and share somebody's post. Mm. It Mm -hmm. takes, and it costs you nothing. It costs Mm. you nothing to just say like, hey, I'm going to put my stamp of approval on this. I think it's a great thing. Like if you're looking for something cool to do, this is something that you should do. What about you? Yeah, I think that's a really good one. I love that. And I tend to share about my clients' shows less than I share about other things going on in their businesses unless I make a a connection to what's going on with me. Like I shared recently, there was one of those posts that's like add yours on Instagram. And it was a picture of you in 2013 compared to 2023. And so um, 
I pulled one from 2013 and I was going through some really big personal stuff at the time. So I shared that photo and I was like, I love this photo. Also, I can see in my face what was actually going on. And I wrote a little bit about it. And I got so many responses from people that said they could relate either now or in their past as well. So then I was like, hey, if you're, I shared to my stories, if you're in the thick of this, here's resources I wish I had had when I was going through that. And I was able to shout out some of my current and former clients there and the work that they do. And that is so interesting because I could definitely do a better job sharing their work outside Mm -hmm. of just their podcast. That's so cool that you do that. I think another way, one thing that we do, and you kind of mentioned this with like receiving a bunch of birthday wishes. One thing that I always try to do is, which I have dropped the ball on in the past like three months, but in general in my business over the past four and a half years is sending physical cards and or gifts. So I try to keep up with milestones, whether it's anniversaries of working together, anniversaries of their show launching, a big milestone for hitting, you know, 50,000, 100,000, 500,000 downloads, whatever it is. Also birthdays, if I know their personal anniversaries, things like that. I like to try to send personal letters or cards in the mail that are handwritten to the person. And they're, you know, I just got a pack of cute blank card, a couple packs at this point of cute blank cards that I like that I just right on the inside. I add some stickers to add personality, throw it in an envelope and mail it. And it's like, it's a small gesture because it doesn't really cost me anything, but it's, it's the personal touch. And I have had people comment that they don't really receive handwritten things anymore, you know, and so really don't. Yeah. So just getting that extra thought. Now it does take a little bit of extra time and attention. And I have shared, I think on this show that like the end of fourth quarter was a vortex for me. So really dropped the ball for November, December and January, but we're going to get back to it. I'm going (laughs) to, I'm going to get back to it. Yeah. And even at the like anniversary of PodFox, I sent out some stuff to people who I've been working with, including you and Katie, right. To acknowledge like where PodVox is another year older and it's just really surreal and reflecting on how far we've come together and I just want to send something your way. So anyways, I think that that is another easy way to kind of reach out to your clients. That kind of gets into recognition. It's less collaborative, I guess, but Mm -hmm. you could collaborate with clients who have physical tangible products and support their businesses by sending their own products to your other clients. That would be a kind of spin on it. Yeah, absolutely. It's a great idea. Something I'm trying to challenge myself on this year is to, and I've started it in my notes app on my phone, is having a list of all the different services or niches that I would want to refer someone from Mm -hmm. and see where there's holes. Like right now, if you are someone who is an SEO specialist, I don't have anybody that I would recommend that's an SEO specialist. Girl, I I got one for you. There you go. Send it to me. And that's something that I wouldn't have thought about unless I thought about it. Right. So I feel like I know a ton of people who are really talented in a lot of areas. And sometimes it's just as simple as keeping a running list. And where I got that idea from is from my realtor, who's amazing. She's like, talk about being a connector of people. She's incredible. I mean, she's also one of those people. I don't mean to go. This is so random, but she's also one of those people that loves people unlike me. And she is like, she just loves to small talk. She wants to hear about your life. And that is how she has become this like vault of wealth of information of people because she listens to people. And I, and as I was talking to her in the process of buying our new home, 
I told her, I said, I just need you to write a book so that I can learn how important it was a good reminder. I'll say that it was a good reminder to me to slow down a little bit and really listen to what people have to offer and make a mental note of what they bring to the table that I could potentially use in the future and help, help them in the future. You know, people will tell you what they have to bring to the table and people will tell you what they need. If you would listen, I am not a great listener. So (laughs) it it was a good reminder to me just learning from her, which was, she told me I make a list and if I'm missing something, um, I just pay attention to it. I pay attention to that one like service, whether she needs a roofer referral or whatever. And then she looks for that. And I was like, you know, I should really do that. I should really do that because I know so many people in different industries and just being aware of it. So I love that having a thing of referrals, a list of referrals. Mm -hmm. I think referrals are one of the most powerful things in business, in all kinds of businesses and in relationships. And I think fostering those relationships and finding ways to collaborate can actually encourage more collaborate or more referrals in the future. So collaborating can foster relationships and encourage referrals. There we go. I got it out in the right order. (laughs) So Um, On that note, one thing that has been kind of sticking with me is that after all those networking meetings, I was like, I have all these cool people who I really like, who are really smart. How can I keep working with them? And if you remember, if you were here in the fall, if you were listening, I had over 50 networking calls scheduled over six weeks. It was a lot. And there were strangers. It was not everybody showed. So I don't even actually have the, the numbers or statistics on how many calls that I actually have. But in an effort to try to make them fruitful and try to build in some good, you know, connecting it back through and and staying in touch and fostering continued relationships, I was thinking about what can I do? Also, I mentioned in, uh, I think, last week's episode that I was feeling a little bored in my business and I needed some creative stuff. And I just decided I wanted to do um, a collaborative summit, an audio summit. And part of this also was inspired by our conversation about predicting what's going to be popular in 2024 and summits and conference virtual conferences were so popular in the pandemic in the midst of the height of the pandemic right but these audio summits have been really really trendy and it's something we touched on in our predictions and other people's predictions for 2024 where these limited series, just a handful of episodes, really easily digestible. You can do it in your own time. You can do it while you're multitasking, but it's a really collaborative effort and it's a list builder for everybody who participates, right? So it's a way to add a lot of value in a way that's really, really consumable for people on the go. And it's podcasty because it's a limited series podcast, right? So I thought, who better to host than PodFox? And I feel like the podcasting industry is just changing so much now. And online business in general is evolving so much as the world has opened back up and people are going back to work. They're back in offices. They are... um, busy. They're doing in-person stuff. Online business just looks really, really different than it did four years ago. And I feel like, first of all, I can't believe that was four years ago, but second of all, I mean, I, where has the time gone? Seriously. But I, so I was like, Amanda and Katie, I want to do this as my team. I want to do this audio summit. I want to collaborate with other people. I want to bring in a bunch of other voices 
and put together this audio summit about kind of the changing landscape of online business for 2024 and how that affects people with podcasts specifically. So how can we be successful with podcasting with this changing landscape? And in order for it to be 2024 themed, that means we need to do it really fast and get it out there. Um, so nothing like, hey, I had this idea that I wish I had a month earlier, but instead we have three weeks to turn the entire thing around from ideation to getting it online. But uh, we made a list of potential topics. We kind of collaborated the three of us on who we know that would be good to personally invite. We looked really carefully at making sure we had diversity in people we're inviting, but also diversity of topics, diversity of experiences, diversity of locations. You're going to see in the episodes also talking about like neurodiversity and things like that. So we're really trying to make sure that this is as applicable to 2024 as possible, like as relevant as possible to as many people as possible, and really looking at how this landscape is changing and how we can be successful and going bigger on things like Facebook ads and uh, SEO and um, which is funny that you mentioned SEO and legal issues that you might not be thinking of in online business and podcasting. So we're bringing on some people who I was really excited to collaborate with. And what I realized from doing this is that we're going to have to do more of these summits because we know too many really incredible people and I don't want it to be 50 episodes long. So I think it's going to be, I think, 11 or 12 episodes total. We invited people personally. We started collecting their recordings and it should go live, I think, February 7th. So that is really exciting. And trendcast2024.com, trendcast 2024.com. That is where you sign up. It's a 100% free and you will get connected with a bunch of really cool experts who we really trust and love and we really believe in. So shout out to you if you are participating in the Trendcast Summit, but also if you weren't personally invited, please don't take it as a slight. Believe me, we have so many ideas for more of these collaborations. And this was really just particularly because we wanted to go with this theme of like the changing landscape of business in 2024. So, but I'm excited about that. And that was a really fun, creative way to come up with a collaboration opportunity to continue fostering relationships and like supporting this idea of how do we refer business to each other. So I'm excited about that. I am super excited too. I heard that someone is coming on that is going to do an entire episode on being vulnerable and having personality on your podcast. Um, me, yours truly. So I'm very excited about <laughs> being a part of it. And I'm excited that I was asked. And I think it's going to be fantastic. From what I know of the lineup, it's really going to be something. So I think we have really given a couple of great ideas about how to collaborate with clients and how to be a connector of people. I encourage you to stay aware and be aware of what you're missing and what you have in your back pocket of clients, of people that you can refer, friends that you can refer. Start really looking out. And I mean, take a lesson from Katie. Katie came to us and said, hey, I like what you're doing. And now she's on our team. You know, yeah. so if you if you like what someone's doing, tell them. This is a, a good reminder to speak up um, and tell people what you're interested in. Like I said, and you being vocal about what you're needing and missing and wanting can get you a lot. So Sarah, on that note, I want to hear that. what's making you happy this week. Amanda, I have been looking forward to giving you this recommendation. I am just about to finish this book that you definitely need to read. 
It's called Lakewood, and the author is Megan Gidding, and it's about a girl, a young woman who's in college, and she's a scholarship student. She was raised by her grandmother. She has an ill mother, and her grandmother passes away from cancer, and in order to take care of her mother and the mounting medical expenses, she actually drops out of college and enters a government experiment. So that's the setup, but it's so good. It's written by a BIPOC author. It is is featuring a BIPOC protagonist and the kind of racial commentary is really in in America is really interesting but it's also super creepy vibes and I know you love a good creepy book so that is um, my my latest read I've just about finished it and I have riveted it's so good it's terrible but it's so good that sounds amazing. I will literally, I will add it to my Libby app or I will go and buy it on Amazon. That sounds incredible. Or my local bookstore. I don't just shop on Amazon. I will support my local bookstore. So text me that and I will, I will definitely look that up. That sounds okay. awesome. I have a lot of things to talk about in terms of books, but I'm going to make it my second thing. And tell everyone, if you have not watched on Netflix, American Nightmare, It's a documentary that was just released. It's only three episodes. Guys, please go watch it. It's so important. It's so, like, riveting. And uh, I binged it, of course, in one sitting. And it is such an important conversation about believing and listening to women and giving a shit about women and I don't even want to tell you anything else because I want you all to go watch it. It's not a political commentary. It is a true crime story. It is absolutely infuriating and brilliant and so well done. I love documentaries. And this is by far one of the ones that I will it will stick with me for a very, very, very long time. I'm still like, I both want to scream and cry just talking about it. It's so good. Please go watch it. It's called American Nightmare. It's on Netflix. It was just released not that long ago and highly recommend what's your second thing Sarah (laughs) so I'm trying to decide because there's so many things that have bringing me been bringing me joy lately so another one is tv so I've been reading a lot and I've also been really into some new show not new new shows but new to me Book-wise, just going to throw this out there, I think in January I will read almost 20 books and that's insane for me because typically I read 40 in a whole year. So everybody reads at different paces. This is not a contest, but for me, this is a whole new level of bookworm. Like I cannot, it's like I am a teenager again. I haven't read like this since I was in high school probably. Like I always have a book in my hand and it's insane. So anyways, that's nuts. But also I have been making time to watch some TV. We've been into a couple of new shows, but in particular, latest obsession is True Detective. Have you watched True Detective? So I've seen I've seen the like first two seasons. I was so okay. disappointed by the second one that I did. I don't think I finished it. I loved the first one. And I know Jodie Foster has come out with a new one. And I have watched yeah. about half of the first episode. And my beloved husband does not like a slow burn. Okay. No. He's like, let's get it going. Let's get it cracking. What are we doing here? And I was like, okay, this is kind of a spoiler, but I don't care. 
when they found the tongue on the floor situation, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, I'm in. I'm in. Sign me up. Yes. I'm into this couch. I'm not going anywhere. And I have not got to watch it because he was like, no, nah, it's too slow. And I'm like, there's That's a tongue so on the funny. floor. Okay. Yeah. So we watched the first episode of the first season like a while ago. And somehow, I don't know why, because we both thought this is a really good show. Like this is really, really well done. Phenomenally acted. Phenomenally produced. Really well written. Um, but then we never kept going with it and I think uh, we must have been watching multiple shows at the same time and I just kind of forgot about it maybe it was a really busy work season I don't even remember how long ago that was and then when the new season came out Eric was like I really want to watch this season like it's supposed to be really really good let's watch this first episode we loved it the second episode just came out we watched that too also great I won't spoil anything um and then we went back and finished the first season so I've seen the first season and the episodes that exist so far in the fourth season, I have not watched two or three. So I hope that they are not as disappointing as you felt. But I am so addicted between the creepy vibes in True Detective and the creepy vibes in this book. I am having nightmares about investigating heinous crimes. And it's just like a whole thing. I love it. I love it so much. I have got to finish it. That sounds awesome. I will probably wait until all episodes are out so I can binge. Yeah, I know you like to. Because I, ha- I have no chill. Um, I want to like curl up in a blanket and not leave my house or my couch for two to three business days and just binge something. I love that. So that's a good glowing recommendation. I too have been reading. I have been reading a lot. I finished my 10th book for the month yesterday. I listened to a lot of audiobooks during the move just because... I mean, what else am I going to (laughs) do? And I've been listening to a lot of audiobooks while I work, which has been really fun. I've typically am a podcast listener while I work, but I've gotten into a really good groove with audiobooks. So it's been enjoyable. A lot of thrillers lately, but I finally have started like listening to audiobooks of books that I physically own. So I'm like, I've had this book on my shelf, super excited to read it for three years. But what are the chances I'm going to get to it soon? But it's available for audiobook. Let me listen to it, right? So I know everybody has heard of the writer Greer Hendricks. She's a very popular writer, but she's not really just a she. It's a they because there's two of them. Mm -hmm. It's two women and they write together. And um, they wrote a book called The Golden Couple. And I binged the heck out of that. It was like 19 hours. And I listened to it the entire time that I unpacked all of my things. And I absolutely loved it. It's got domestic thriller. It's got a psychiatrist. It's got just so much, so much going on. I don't even want to tell you because I went in very cold, but it was very good. It's called The Golden Couple. Highly recommended on audio because it was just really great. What's the last thing making you happy? I have an audiobook question first. Do you listen on the intended speed or do you speed them up? I listen on 1.5. So just like just a little bit bump enough where there's not all those pauses where it's not like the cat ran out the door and then I decided to follow. I'm like, uh-uh, let's just like, I, I'm a, ta- I'm a fast talker. So I'm a fast yeah. listener. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, let's just read, but I don't listen to it. There are some people that listen to it on double time. I still want time to ab- like absorb it. I still want yeah. time for it to like pace well, but yeah. I also don't want it to be um, so slow that I'm like, I don't even talk this slow. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. I think it, for me, it depends on the narrator. Some people talk faster and then I, Mm -hmm. I don't go as quickly, but lately I've been listening on 1.75 and I do think it's like, 
once you speed it up a little bit and you get used to it, you can speed it up more and you get used mm-hmm. to it and then you can speed it up more. And then when you slow it down, it sounds like something's wrong. Like mm-hmm. this recording is messed up. Like, why is it so slow? Mm-hmm. It's funny. Anyway. Okay. My third thing, I wouldn't be me if I didn't have a food related one. And honestly, there are so many food related ones I can share because I've also had some great food discoveries lately, mm-hmm. but we're going to go with one that should be applicable pretty much no matter where you live, which is this cake that I, it has no business being this good. It is from the bakery section at Walmart. Okay. So no matter where you live, you can afford it and it's like ready-made it's done. And I believe me, it has no business being this good from the bakery at Walmart. Walmart's socket to me cake. It is so freaking good. It's basically coffee cake, but it's moister than that. And it has a little bit of a sweet icing drizzle, but it's not like overwhelming icing and it's not overwhelmingly sweet. So if you like like the sweet bread part of cake, you will love this cake. Well, if you like cinnamon, it's so good. It's so good. I can't, I can't believe how good it is. And it's zero effort because it's already made. I love it. I love it. I'm addicted. Well, I'll make my last thing a cake too then. If you have ever heard, have you ever heard of nothing bunt cake? Yeah. Okay. Um, I thought it was just a South thing, but I was talking to a client of mine that's like in Wisconsin today. And I was like, she asked me, she said, what kind of birthday cake did you get? And I said, oh, you've probably never heard of it, but it's called nothing bunt cake. And she said, um, of course I've heard of nothing bunt cake. And that's when I realized it's actually a Northern thing oh, really? <laughs> that has found its way to the South, but nothing bunt cake is a, um, it's bunt cake and it's all <laughs> different flavors and it's absolutely delicious. And I had asked my sweet husband for a nothing bunt cake for my birthday cake. And I said, just surprise me on the flavor. You know what I like. Well, he walks in with a catering size box last night. I have I a, him. there's only two people in this household. Okay. Our Free fridge, job, Drew. I mean, our fridge has 14 miniature bunt cakes, but when I say miniature, they're the size of my hand. I so it's this. not small and I have one in each flavor. <laughs> and so I mean, I am just like, I have a sugar headache. I've had so much sugar in the last 24 hours. So if you're curious what flavor is indeed the best, send me a message on Instagram. I will tell you after I continue my sampling tour of the entire menu of nothing bunt cake. Because I, I was have, going to ask you, what what are the standouts so far? So far, I have had, uh, I feel like none of our listeners are going to give a two shits about this, but I will tell you. Listen, any listener worth their salt who's not diabetic will race to get okay. cake after this episode. So I had last night for my actual birthday cake, Drew did the like cinnamon coffee cake one because he loves cinnamon and it was delicious. It was the snickerdoodle, snickerdoodle, and it has like a lot of cinnamon. It was delicious. I had a bite of that one. I did last night the lemon. Lemon is my favorite one. I just love how like bright it is. It doesn't feel like I'm eating a ton of dessert because it's got that citrus vibe. And then this morning for breakfast, I had confetti cake which was supposed to be a birthday cake. So I had that uh, this morning for breakfast. Yeah, that's how far we've gotten on the tour. There are literally 18 in my fridge. So I'll let you guys know how it goes. I love this. This has been so fun. And as usual, I leave these recordings thinking I have to write down all our own recommendations so that I can just enjoy. I just really, I feel like 
I mean, I'm just embracing like living in joy right now and doing all the things that are just making me happy. So I love this. I hope that this episode was helpful and also made you hungry. And you can connect with us on Instagram. That's primarily where we hang out. Although I've been very dark on Instagram lately, but follow me anyways. And when I show up again, (laughs) we can connect. Amanda is at Amanda Nelson Reads. I am at Sarah K. Heater. Together we are at Big Brave Business. And we also have a YouTube channel. And our podcast is on YouTube now. YouTube changed their things and stuff. And you can listen to this on YouTube as well. So if you like hanging out on YouTube, it's there. And we also have some videos that uh, come out on Wednesdays. And we introduce you to our friends. So it's different content that you can only get on YouTube. And uh, without further ado, we will see you next week. See you soon.